Hi, this is Robert Rankin-Walker. You're listening to Chords and Vines on 10 Temecula Entertainment Network. Good afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon, Cat Ellis. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Cat. Welcome to our oh, almost sunny day today in Hi, Southern California. Hello. I had to put that little snip in from Credence. About, yes. Have you ever seen the rain? I have seen the rain we up close seen the and rain personal. Like this in a long time. We got some good rain and, and uh, snow. snow. <laughs> I'm looking to see. There's a little patch, I think, of snow up there. I I could see it on my way here. There's at the top of one of the little foothills. It was by an antenna, kind of. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. Yeah, there's a nice patch of snow there. Studio window right (laughs) now. Li Creative Studios. Li Creative Studio. So we've got a good show. That was a little snip there from um, from Kenny Marquez. Yes, and and, and (laughs) wait until you hear our visit with Kenny, Kenny and Tara. Oh my goodness. Uh, I, I haven't. We really had to uh, remember whether we were doing a radio show or whether we were guests on their show. I'm like, you know, I just kick back, <laughs> listen to them talk, have a glass of wine. You know, it's yeah. you know very good. Um, yeah, you know, we we do our pre our interviews pre recorded, and I left a little bit of our actual interview in the beginning because it was so funny before we actually got into the interview with them. Normally, we, I would we were have wondering... added something like that out, but they were absolutely hysterical and i've known kenny for years we were both wondering if we were actually going to get to start the interview they just didn't need us no and and they say that in there when they did an interview in uh up in big bear the uh dj up there just said i didn't even have to ask you guys any questions and we really i mean i got a few in but that was about it well they were so much fun so I'm anxious for our listeners to hear, hear well, that. Well, the one thing that you, know, you couldn't see with us is that we were laughing hysterically. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they were great. I love them, and I can't wait to see them when they come back from their trip. Their honeymoon. Oh, their cruise. Their cruise. Not They're quite not, their honeymoon not, yet. Not a honeymoon yet. And uh, I can't wait for Gaia to actually meet them. Oh, the energy of those two. I cannot wait. They were, they were so much fun. So what we've got going here this morning... Well, we're trying to figure out how to get through our winter wonderland here in Southern California, which we're, of course, spoiled and not used to. 
And uh, and I guess this will probably help a lot of the people on the uh, other part of the country that uh, are suffering from cold like we're not used to. Uh, so uh, in order to stay motivated through the winter, here's a few little tips. Make light a priority. Okay. That means open the windows right away. First thing in the morning, get that, get as much light in there as you can. Uh, managing your temperature. I noticed that uh, I'm as guilty of this as anybody. As I'm, I'm cold, so I put the heater on. Then I'm hot. Then I'm tired. And <laughs> try to keep a real steady temperature. So, so how do you that, do that? How do you accomplish that, Gaya? Well, that's a good question. I'm still working on uh, how to do that. Uh, yeah, it's just... Uh, Making make a to do list. Make sure that you stay on top of your uh, your temperatures. Meaning that you keep your temperature in the house at kind of a, a, a steady level, where you're not putting a, a heater on you and then making yourself very tired, and then being cold. So I, th- I think that steady temperatures. I know what I do. I take my menopause meds. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, so uh, one of the other things was to create plans and goals for summer. So I think that your mindset and already being in summer might help you survive the cold of the winter. I got spring in there. I'm already uh, planning my planting. Yeah, that's why she has no problems. Oh, I got a lot of problems, but that's not really one of them. No, (laughs) no problems with with the the planting with with planning for summer and uh, actually, my good friend Pavel, who is uh, one of the top Bono impersonators. In fact, we'll be seeing him this summer. With Robert Rankin Walker on his summer concert series. Uh, Pavel's got a new U2 tribute band, but he is actually going to be building me some uh, planter boxes. Oh, nice. Wonderful. To help keep the gophers out of my garden. You have gophers? Only about 50 or 60. <laughs> How many holes did we count that uh. one time? I was like, you couldn't even walk in my backyard without sinking into a gopher hole. They were so bad. So I'm hoping all this rain has flooded the little suckers out and they've gone somewhere else. Shall we talk about our first guest? Well, I did want to finish one of the more important things. Oh, about go right ahead. We, we, we just no derailed winter. you. You got, woo! That's okay. Kat was on her summer summer plans, and I really like that. Uh, schedule thing. Schedule time for what you love. Do things you love. And I, I think what I see consistently over and over and over is exercise. Exercise. That is going to help you uh, survive any of the winter blues. Uh, again, that's the big one right there. And that's why I wanted to get it in. Perfect. Anyway, let's... I've got a, I got a new trampoline in the backyard for the grand boys. That's going to be my exercise as soon as I get the time to get out there. <laughs> We're going to videotape it and, and, and put well, it up. Well, it's got the netting up. So at least if I jump, I won't fall off yeah yeah that'd be a really fun video you won't go over the fence into the neighbor's yard oh god it, oh, not with all those cactus back <laughs> i did that one time i thought i was really cool and i i'm on my trampoline and i'm gonna show the kids how i can do a backflip and they're all standing there watching me and i throw my backflip and flip right off the trampoline <laughs> several I, somersaults backwards my <laughs> first time on a trampoline i was jumping up and down and the guy that i was with said go on your knees and then jump back up so I went on my knees, jumped back up right off of the trampoline, oh, and God. he caught me, thank goodness, before uh, I hit a wall. Luckier than me. Nobody uh, caught me. I'd went... So it's Sunday, and we it must be bubble day for me. Well, yesterday I was in uh, San Marcos at uh, Total Wine and & More, and uh, 
uh, on occasion I pour either wine or, or beer or spirits. Yesterday it was wine. A uh, very interesting story. Uh, it was the McBride sisters wine. Uh, these two women, the sisters, um, Robin and Arveza, I think is her name, um, one grew up in New Zealand and the other grew up in California and they didn't meet each other until they were in their 20s. And together they have started a winery. They are, they are blood sisters, but they did not physically meet each other until later in life. Oh, wow. So they have their own uh, wine. It's called McBride Sisters, and they have a line of wines called Black Girl Magic. So you're going to taste some magic wines today, Kat Ooh, and Kat. Oh, I can't wait. Well, 14 days to daylight savings time. We're going to have more day, which is that's going to be, I know it's going to be great for Kat. And I know it's going to be great for Tom. Well, we get uh, just a few we? more hours. Perfect. Well, we'll eventually get those that daylight time, but aren't we going to lose an hour we go forward? You lose an hour sleep. Oh, you, gosh. You gain an hour in the afternoon, evening. Okay. I'd like it to stay on one. Yeah, Daylight I mean, or standard, choose one. Well, I just get used to one, and then we switch again. Yep. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I think so. Uh, and I guess if you just can't get past the rain and you have to stay in, a good book's always a good option. Always. So uh, we're going to be interviewing Cindy Clute with her new book, No Caller ID. Big story behind her. That's, uh, she was she was so interesting in her in her storytelling. I mean, Fascinating. how the whole the concept came about. I can't wait to get back to the interview. Yeah, well, that might be partially from being a part of the Spock family, the Dr. Benjamin Spock. Uh, I guess it's a family affair, so we're going to talk about that, and let's let's move into the interview. Sounds good. We are absolutely delighted to have Cindy Clute as our guest on Chords, Rhymes, and Dines. Cindy, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. I know you're an author, you're a therapist. uh, Fill us in. Okay, so I am a psychotherapist, a licensed marriage and family. Um, I I wrote a book. Oh gosh, years ago, it was, it was about it was a it was a memoir. And it took me twenty years to write. Yeah. And so, <laughs> until I got a, a writing coach, and then I got it done like really quickly. So I've always wanted to write murder mysteries, um, mainly because. That's sort of what I do as a psychotherapist. I find out what is the secret, what's the message, where did this behavior come from, where did the feelings, the emotions, all that, what what happened? And so it's kind of a, um, uh, it's kind of the same thing as writing a murder mystery. You're solving a puzzle, right? We're solving a problem. Who did it? What yeah. happened? I can see how those coincide. I really can. So it must have been a lot of fun for you. Uh, so what was it that triggered you to write uh, a murder mystery once you, once you got going? And uh, other than having a writing coach, and, and I know you had written some other books before, uh, tell us what prompted you to, what, what was the moment that came? Okay. 
I got it. Okay, so so the so my first book, and I, I'm actually written. I'm writing a series. So I'm done with my second. That should come out this spring, and my my third and fourth will also be coming out in the summer. So um, the thing that persuaded me to write the first one, No Caller ID, was I, I was talking to my friend Frankie, and I was explaining to him that when I was in my 30s and I was just starting out as a psychotherapist, I had a, you know, an answering machine back then. And somebody, I came home one day and somebody had left me an obscene phone call. And I listened to the entire thing. I didn't just erase it. I listened to the entire thing because I was so... And I was a therapist. I was wondering what would motivate a guy to call some stranger and do this kind of bizarre behavior. And so um, he said, oh, wouldn't it be cool if you wrote a book about an obscene phone call and then you heard a shot, somebody shot the guy and, um, as you were listening to this? And I go, oh, wow, that would be a really good idea. And then I started thinking, and we started kind of talking back and forth about, well, who was this guy, and did he, you know, when did he get shot, and so that was kind of, and so I just started writing that book, and um, and now I have my characters, and I have my, uh, the people in the first book will be in the second, third, fourth, you know, they're, it's a series of okay. my heroine, it's kind of a, a flawed, alcoholic, a uh, psychotherapist <laughs> who's who's very flawed, and hopefully she's a relatable character to to a lot of people. And she's kind of finds herself stuck in these situations where there's been a murder. So the genesis for or, no caller ID was actually an obscene message on your answering machine. That's right. I love it. That's that's uh, hysterical. <laughs> that's a great story. That's a great story. Leave it to a therapist to go. And so, tell me more. That is awesome. So, so uh, how do you select the names of your characters? Well, okay. So I've written. So I've read a lot about how to write properly and things like that. And one of the things they said is that you want to make sure the names don't sound very much alike because the readers will get confused. Um, so so what basically, honestly, um, in the third book I have I, the little girl I name after my little uh, granddaughter, Joey. And um, my Aunt Carrie is really, I had an Aunt Carrie and I kind of named her after her character. Uh, and M.J. Lang came from um, uh, her real, and so M.J. stands for Myrtle Jean, and she hated that name, so she, so she just used her initials. And I, I, I came up with, I, I don't know, honestly, I can't tell you how I got these names. They kind of occur to me in terms of who they are and what it, what their character is trying to do. So I have her love interest is, is Je Jesse James Cole, the last name. So it's sort of like it's kind of funny, you know. And I mean, I don't know. Some I I just lose humor in it sometimes. Like Myrtle, who would want to be named Myrtle? Uh, speaking of names, 
you are a f- uh, or have been related to at one point the famous Doctor Spock of the Doctor Spock baby looks. Uh, yeah. So it must be a writers in the family. Well, he didn't write fiction. No, you know his his were more um, based on child psychology and baby books and what babies and toddlers need for their. You know, it was written for their mother. Um, his first book, his famous, his first famous book was was written right after World War II because the families were scattered for the first time, and many of the mothers didn't have their mothers living in their. Um, you know, living near them. So he wrote a book to try to be a pediatrician to people who couldn't just call their mom and say, what do I do here? Um, yeah. Okay, well, that, that's actually a great story. Cindy, I'm, Cindy, I was married to a singer once who, uh, among other things, traveled with uh, Deepak Chopra, Marianne Williamson, Louise Hay, uh, Wayne Dyer, and through that connection, I uh, actually uh, had a very nice visit with uh, Ben Spock many years ago oh, in his later years. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, good for you. Yeah. They, yeah. Deepak was at his funeral, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. They were, they were friends. So, tell me, do you hide secrets in the book only a few could find? Yes, actually. I don't necessarily do it on purpose, but when I read it again, you know, it's like, Somebody once told me that a good murder mystery, if if you were really paying attention, you would know exactly who did it because of the various things that the author puts sprinkles in in the book. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love murder mysteries so much. I love That's my favorite genre. I've, I've been reading that since I was a kid with the Trixie Belden, you know, the Hardy Boys, Nancy Drew, those kind of things. And... Um, I don't necessarily do it on purpose, but it kind of comes in, it flows in naturally because you can't help putting that stuff in there because it's part of the story. Well, your process then, uh, do, do you get spurts of ideas or do you sit down one night and all of a sudden you're on fire or how, how does that work for you, Cindy? Oh, yeah, okay, so there's two kinds of writers. They call them pantsers or, I forget the, pantsers are like you write by the seat of your pants, and the other ones are called outliners. And I'm a pantser. I don't, I kind of know the ending, but I don't know, and I kind of know the beginning, but I don't really know how it's going to unfold until I start writing. Interesting. And so when I, you know, and and I have changed some of it sometimes because it didn't, I've sort of changed my whole ending based on what was going on in the middle because my characters started doing something different than I thought they were going to do. And um, I don't, I'm not a disciplined writer. I don't write every day. But when I do write, I write a lot. And I sort of, it's not like I get motivated one day and start writing. It's like, you know, I have this day to write because it's free. And um, so I sit down and, and start writing. And then whatever comes up in terms of the story is 
is what starts happening. I don't know. Just how to explain it. I'm going to try that. I'm going to sit down and see what comes. Oh, my yeah. God. Look out, you guys. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Be afraid. Be very afraid. Be very afraid. So have you ever thought about writing a uh, a book based on your psychology? You know, with what you've learned through patients or anything like that? Or is it just mysteries? Have you thought about anything else? Yeah. No, I, I base, like, um... Like, the first book I didn't base on any client. But the second book I basically based on a client course I changed a lot of it but the premise was what was happening with this client and my character in the book doesn't have very good boundaries as a therapist so she's always kind of either (laughs) she's kind of doing things she's not supposed to be doing you know and, and and the psychology is, you know, I mean, you know, the story is, I mean, she's a, she's a psychotherapist, and she's seeing clients, and she gets involved, overly involved, and then things happen, and then um, she does some things that probably she shouldn't be. Which is what everyone wants to read about. <laughs> <laughs> a, a flawed character. Uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What was the hardest scene to write? Was there a hard um, scene or was it one of those it just flowed and there was no really bumps or how do you get over any stumbling blocks when you're kind of close to the end but can't quite get get over the finish line? How, how does that work? Yeah, that's a good question. It's because it's, it really happens. I think it happens with maybe most writers, I would guess. Um, because, I, it, so, yeah, it, it's hard. Um, I stop writing at that point. I just, I just, I don't write. And then I go on a lot of walks and I let it, I just kind of let my subconscious make decisions and that's kind of how I, I write it's kind of how I wrote my first book about my, my memoir it sort of wrote me I didn't have any logical thought it just kind of it was very emotional so it kind of just came up as it came up mm-hmm. and so on um, these murder mysteries um, when I get stuck and especially you're right it's kind of towards the end where you're trying to think okay no is that really how I want to end that, or does that even make sense? Oh yeah. Um, we're yeah. All, then I yeah. We're all photographers, so I don't know about oh. that, and I don't know about Tom. But I know when you're in the editing process, you're like, well, I could tweak that a little bit. Well, I could tweak that a little bit. Next thing you know, you screwed it all up, and you got to start all over. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. It's a, it's the creative process, which is a whole other topic. But do you get you know, excited? Where does that creativity come from, really? That's a good question. I don't know, Tom. Where did it come from? <laughs> I was born. Yeah. I was born with it. Oh, okay. I'm born with it. Well, my grandfather okay. was a professional. I grew up with cameras and. My first yeah. camera was one of those little brownies where you had a little flip top on. My dad was a photographer, so yeah, it came naturally. Wow, okay. Yeah, my dad wrote a lot. Mm. He had some really good stories, and I still read them. They're, you know, 
he never got published or didn't even try. He just that's, he went to the basement and wrote. And he wrote poetry and stories, and he told us great stories as we were growing up. He made them up. That's marvelous. Well. So, does it really energize you? Do you get really excited when you write? Is it? Is it do you feel like your your your, your creativity is flowing? What, what what are your feelings when you're writing? Well, it depends. <laughs> as, as it probably depends. Like on doing your <laughs> photography, right? I I when I write, when I do, when I really get into a stretch of really writing every day and just getting the story down, you know, because the first draft is just a draft you know, and you're just kind of making the story and then you go back and rewrite the whole thing I, I um I love the rewriting process and I get really energized when I do that when I do the first draft it I it's cumbersome for me and I I feel exhausted and the second draft when I when I rewrite I do get energized because it's it starts coming together and the story starts making sense things that I wouldn't have ever thought, you know, are added, and yeah, but, mm. but I do, after a day of writing, I'm, I'm pretty tired, sure. I sleep really good at night. Yeah, I'll bet, but uh, I, I don't write fiction, but I uh, am a blogger, and I'll write my story, uh, and then I'll go back, and I'll read through it, and I go, no, I could have, this has got to be rewritten, this has got to be rephrased, and it, uh, it, it, you, you craft things. It's it's fun. it's an art. You know, everybody has a book inside of them. Everybody does, I think. And whether you actually start start it or not, you know, it, you know, like I'm not a perfectionist, and so I'm. It's easy for me to just start and just write a bunch of junk, <laughs> and then go back and you know mold it a little bit better. You know, I I know my my ex-husband is was a perfectionist, and he's he has a book that he's been wanting to write for decades. He's never he's never written it. He's too it, because it has to be so perfect. Yeah, life life doesn't work that way, does it? No. Mm-mm. Well, when you're coming no. in behind Ben Spock, it might be big shoes to fill. <laughs> Yeah, right. Well, that that too. Yeah, <laughs> I I'm sure that, that was yeah. uh, a, a portion of it that uh, it was. But but again, we just uh, had a guest on a couple of hours ago, and we were talking about just do it, just do it. Don't you know? Yeah. Push push that fear away. Push it away and just do it. It doesn't matter. Just do it. And I think when you finally put that to bed and you say. No, I don't care what happens. I'm pushing forward. And I always, always said, Van Gogh, or maybe, okay, not Van Gogh. Let's take um, Andy Warhol wasn't the greatest painter on the planet. But somebody liked his work, and it succeeded very, very well. But was he uh, Van Gogh? Again, just do it. Because... It, it can work. It can always work. So I'm. Yeah, I think the biggest hurdle for writers is is feeling like, you know, if you write as if somebody's looking over your shoulder, you won't write anything, sure. or you'll write it, it will be very boring and very because you don't want anyone judging you. Um, if you write as if no one's ever going to read this ever, you, you know you kind of feel more free to write whatever. 
I think that, that's really good. So would that be the advice? What advice would you give to a new coming writer that is going to write, say, their first book? What, what, what advice would yeah. you give them? Yeah, to, to write as if no one's ever going to read it. I like it. And to it. get a coach to keep you going. <laughs> it took me 20 years for that first one because I didn't have anyone to just kind of focus me and say, keep going, keep going, keep going. Yeah. So if you don't if you don't have much self motivation, you know, I mean, as much motivation as I had to do that, I still needed somebody to keep me on track. Um, and I don't think that's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you, if, if you don't need anybody, then don't okay. have anybody. But if you need somebody, let somebody coach you. So, Cindy, it has been so much fun talking to you today. I am excited to see all of your books as they come up, because uh, I know you have several more coming in. No Caller ID is currently out. You do have some other books uh, that uh, help people with um, counseling, with grief, and, and we encourage people to look into those. Do you want to tell us where they can find your books? Yes, you can find it. They're on Amazon, basically. Um, you can get the book, or you can get the Kindle version, or it doesn't have to be Kindle. It can be read on any any um, device. Uh, so just go to Amazon, and if you write Cindy Clute, the caller ID, yeah, the yeah. initial ID, um, or you can go on their Kindle or books or just regular, it'll show up. And I have another book called The Silent Loss under um, Cindy Clute. Um, that's on grief. Uh, I don't know if, I mean, anyway, those are both on, Kim, on Amazon. Cindy, spell your last name for our listeners, please. K-L-U-D like David, T like Tom. Terrific. It has been such a so, joy uh, visiting with you, and I really can't wait to read your books. Okay, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me. Hello, hello, hello. Wasn't that a great uh, visit with Cindy Clute? She's a fascinating woman and a great writer. Oh, yeah. She's got a a whole series of books out there. She's wonderful. And you are listening to Chords, Vines, and Dines with Kat Ellis, me, Tom Plant, and Gaia Norvell, (laughs) our executive producer. I was going to say, and I'm Kat Ellis. (laughs) You beat me to it. I beat you to the punch. Oh, yeah. Well, the sun is coming out. We still have some clouds out there. I'm looking at a little patch of snow up in the... Yeah. Yay for snow. Only in California. I live in Hammett, and we look like we're about 100 feet below the snow level. You could see the snow in the foothills and just almost came down far enough. Do you know, we had a big hailstorm out there in Orange County on Friday. I was talking to my son, and it started hailing. And then he told me um, later that they had a little mini tornado go wow. through, knocked some trees out about half a mile from his house. So, but no grapple. No grapple. He was facetiming me so I could see the uh, the hail, and I said, "You know, if we were in the Midwest or the South, we'd be in tornado country." And then yeah. he told me they did have a little one out there, knocked the trees over. So. Hmm. California is experiencing some new things. We haven't had snow in several years. This low. So, executive producer, what? Uh, where are we turning next? Ah, we are turning to things. That things I'm, I'm good. I'm things good I'm super at. good. Would you like to know what I'm super good at? I I want to know, hey, Tom. This is, we got to keep it G-rated, Tom. Oh yeah. <laughs>
Well, or, I'm, or PG. I'm good at running. Late, late that is. Oh, no, you're not. I'm the one that's good at running late. I'm forgetting, uh, good at forgetting someone's name two minutes after they tell me, in some cases 30 seconds after they tell I me. I can do that. Uh, making plans and then regretting making plans. I'm really good at that. Oh, Tom's really good at that. Oh, I, mm, I committed. <laughs> uh, I'm really good at thinking of a great comeback an hour later. Oh, my God. That's the Oh, I one. wish I'd said that. Arr! I'm super good at digging through the trash for the food box I just threw away because I already forgot the directions. <laughs> that How many me. times have you done that? I do that. Mm. I, I literally have done that more, more than once. Uh, I'm super good at adding items to online carts and then deleting them. How about you? Oh, I do that. Did you ever see my little meme I put on Facebook that my save for later on Amazon <laughs> is up to about a million and yeah. a half? <laughs> this one I would think that uh, Kat would be good at, eating other people's french fries on the way home from the drive-thru. <laughs> <laughs> guilty is charged? Guilty. Yeah. I'm guilty. <laughs> Well, I'm uh, hungry. Well, when I come home from the drive-thru, there is no one else. So it's, <laughs> I would be eating my own, which is kind of what I had in mind. Uh, I'm super good at Googling my ailments and then panicking. No, I don't panic. I'm really good at forgetting about the laundry until I'm in bed. <laughs> and I'm super good at calculating how much sleep I'll get if I can just fall asleep right now. Hey. If you've ever been from the 80s, <laughs> if I get to sleep right now, I have two hours sleep. If I get to sleep right now, yep. I will get an hour, I do 15 that. minutes, 10 yep. minutes, I'm five guilty. minutes. Yeah. I'm totally guilty on that. Yep. That's okay, well, you did keep that PG, so thank you. Of course. And what else do we got going Are we here? going into Cat's Corner? Are yeah, we gonna we're going to go into Cat's Corner. Well, there's so much that Cat can corner about but um one thing it's always been a subject i can't really say sore subject is playing for free mm. and there's pros and cons to that but you know what's what's i think doing a lot doing away with a lot of the uh playing for free are the open mics a lot of the younger bands will come out and they'll play for free for exposure but now we've got a lot of places that are doing open mics where you can go in there you know, play a couple of songs, and you can get be critiqued by other artists. How are you doing? You're doing this, you're doing that, you know, and get some real and in, uh, good instruction on what to do. So, uh, playing for free is also low-cost marketing. Um, but then again, you know, as photographers, you know, taking photos for free doesn't put money in the bank. If you give it away, they're never going to want to pay for it. That's right, exactly. Yeah, that's true, Tom. Um, you know, you, it's, it's like, I was just reading here, you can't put things like exposure, good feelings, and enjoyment in the bank. Exactly. So, anyway, mm -hmm. I know there's, it's like pros and cons, and I think the open mics of doing away, uh, or helping do away a lot with the play, uh, play for free, although there's a couple of venues I know in town that still make artists, well, you play for one set for free, and we'll decide if we're going to hire you. Yeah, no. And I'm really <laughs> against that. No. Um, I would, if you know, if I was a musician, I would say bye. You know? <laughs> exactly. But there still are some out there, and it doesn't always set a good precedence for others. So. And there are instances where that 
playing that one for free. Somebody's going to hear you and hire you and pay. So you never know. You never know for sure. And then, of course, you know, it comes into the charity things if you're going to play. Exactly. Yeah, you know, there there are exceptions, and those are good exceptions. So. Okay, before we get into our friends Kenny and Tara, are we going to do the, <laughs> get ready? Can't wait. <laughs> get ready for a wild ride with this one. Uh, game of food, or do that later. Uh, let's do game of food. Okay. All right. Our categories today are ingredients, regional dishes, people and pop culture, cooking tools and techniques. What is your pleasure? You you oh, I get okay. Let's go cooking tools. Cooking tools and techniques. Oh, Which coffee. of these kitchen activities would you perform with a food mill? A. Turning whole grains into flour. B. Grinding meat. C. Chopping onions and other raw vegetables. Or D. Mashing tomatoes for sauce. A mill. I don't know. I would say. Take a guess. A. Ding, 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 yeah, ding, Yeah, I was going to guess that, cat. But yeah. I would have got one right. There you go. All right, let's do... Um, ingredients, ingredients. Okay. AMBA, A-M-B-A. Let's Am- not do ingredients. <laughs> <laughs> AMBA is an orange-yellow Iraqi condiment made from pickling this fruit. A, Meyer lemon. B, mango. C, kumquat. Or D, papaya. D, papaya. Kumquat? Oh, my God. It is B, mango. That was my next choice. (laughs) All right, let's do uh, people and pop culture, and then we'll wrap up this game of food. The famous refrain from the opening credits of Frasier may have given you a craving for A, Caesar salads and crab legs, B, tossed salads and scrambled eggs, C, spaghetti sauce down to the dregs, or D, crisp beer straight from the keg. B, I th- B, B. <laughs> I think Cat has an answer. Cat was flagging. Yep. Tossed salads and That's scrambled true. eggs. Ding, yeah, ding, he ding, has ding, a really ding. good voice, too. All right. He does have a great voice. Yes. And I understand he's making, uh, he's going to be reappearing, not the show Frasier, but the character Frasier is going to be making its way back to TV. Oh, he, I love that show. I still watch the reruns. Since I have the card out, we'll do regional dishes, then we'll wrap it up. Okay. In Louisiana, boudin sausages stuffed with pork, offal, O-F-F-A-L, and this ingredient are often rolled into small balls and fried into a classic road food. So is this ingredient A, rice, B, cheese, C, crawfish, or D, bacon? Cheese. C, crawfish. <laughs> A, rice. Right. I was going to guess that. Okay. Yeah, right. Thus goes the game of food for this week. So we, are we going to get on to... Uh, to oh, my gosh. All right, folks, you got to listen to this, sit back. We spent... <laughs> get a glass of wine or two. I was timing it. We spent at least six minutes, probably closer to seven or eight, before we actually started doing the interview because they just were having so much fun, they didn't need us. Well, I didn't edit out some of that, the preliminary before the interview, because it was so funny. And um, so you're, you're going to get the beginning part, and we're just chatting, and then we're going to really get into... Well, we didn't really interview them. They just kind of like... <laughs> they just, we let them go and they... 
Didn't need us. <laughs> okay, here we go. Birthday to Tara. You know, you know, <laughs> yeah, you're National Margarita Day, and uh, and 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 Tom, you're uh, going to reference to you being the pinball wizard. I, think. Huh? <laughs> I saw that. I, I I dusted off my uh, my fingertips. I love listening to you too. You're so funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta tell you, looking at your pages. Like total of us, well, I guess we'll talk about this on the air, but like, yeah, we're like 20, together 24/7. Happened for like over a couple of, uh, almost two years, so I guess it's crazy. We're like a walking show, and our <laughs> we still do music. We are total sober. So everybody's like, "I'm um, hello, we're here. Can you guys start playing music?" I thought you meant my match. Yeah, yeah, you did. You know, so, is it? Yeah, you sure did. Yeah. And it's um. <laughs> where are we? Anyway, sorry. Oh yeah, you guys are still there. Sorry. Yeah, we're still there. Yeah, we, we didn't leave. People, when we did a Big Bear show, we talked yeah, so we're much. We're like, oh, yeah, we're still on the air. And he's like, I didn't even have to ask you guys anything. <laughs> 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 talking the whole time. Yeah, so is it Tara or Tara? Tara. 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 Like, think of Tarantula. There you Tara. go. Yes. Or tar on the ground. I hate those references, like, but that's all I got. Tar, tar, tar. I'm, just, I'm like okay, enjoying this. It's like I'm watching like a <laughs> sitcom almost. Okay, you guys ready? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. You couldn't tell? We're going to let you go as long as you want. We we hand it over. We'll, go well I didn't want to interrupt, you know, but. Um. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, we have God, work I love to you. do. I love it. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Anyway. So, so this yeah. is Chords, Vines, and Dimes, and we are with The Spell. <laughs> You guys are the hey. spell. Hi. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. We're it's Kenny Marquez and Tara B. And Tara B. Now, first yeah. off, you guys are, you you're engaged or did you get married? We are engaged. We, we're engaged. We're just about to get married. We, you know, we're going on a cruise next week, but when we come back, we're just trying to uh, plan the date because, you know, we do a lot of resorts and a lot of private shows with um, corporations. So we're trying to actually take a couple weeks off and just, we're going to go to Vegas because we've we both been married twice. Because, yeah, we're going to have Elvis do it. We yeah, used to think that was like really cheesy, but now you know what, it's a great cheap way to get married. Yeah. So Congratulations. Yeah. You know us musicians, we're a different type. But, no, <laughs> really? <laughs> times for different sporting events and that's how Kenny and I actually 
met. Yeah, that's right. The military. I, yeah, I Military Appreciation Ocean Day. Oceanside. Yeah, she's our national anthem. And, and he was the band, and, and the rest is history. It was more kids <laughs> band, which is, you know, guys that put together. But it, And then I brought her up on stage, and, and she ended up doing the whole concert with us. As I was like, I, know, you know, like, I always get people to come up and sing. Uh, Kat, as you know that, too, I'm always encouraging people to sing, either sing along or, or get up. But uh, Tara was different. I was like, wow, it was um, really, a, it was cool. It was a daytime concert for the whole city of Oceanside and uh man we've been after that night I, I remember I had to run over to South Coast and do a acoustic gig that day about a year and a half ago and uh we, I said well let's talk let's just you know we started talking we've been kind of inseparable ever since and um and musically it was just there like we didn't yeah. even have to really even rehearse the first few times he invited me to to do a few shows with him and people kind of thought we had been performing together for years yeah. because we just had the same taste in music the same and our harmonizing and our blending and everything that's what, yeah, that's what was i like natural. about our, you know and a lot of people from temecula valley and even before know me as a solo acoustic artist and that which i totally you know love and all that but it, it you completely like added to that i complete you you think you too I just you don't require? Okay. No, I just made it up. Just kidding. <laughs> but uh, it's just been great ever since. And I was, you know, I've been doing my thing for a long time. Of course, you know, being lead guitar, renegade back in the eighties and nineties, being in a rock band, and uh, it's just kind of, yeah. And we weren't even like you know, romantically or even like. No, at the beginning we, we just all the music. Yeah, uh, really good friends, and then we're like, there's something more here. We need to explore this too, and everything was just. So natural yeah. and, and I was just like, so much I was chemistry. Doing six days a week. You were doing a little bit here and there. Yeah. And uh, I just went, hey, come to this game. Let's do this. And everything just gelled really. Just flowed, yeah. Uh, and, you know, I've been around a long time. I've just never seen that kind of a connection and that kind of chemistry before we actually you know, got romantically That's involved. right. It wasn't even about that. Uh, I just wish you two could bring the energy level up a little bit. You're so laid back. Oh, okay. I know, yeah, we try, we try. I love it. I love it. We don't talk I didn't much. even know. So Tara, Tara had already like a, a CD out about eight, eight, ten years ago that she had done. And it was, I was like, wow. I go, wow. I didn't even realize all that. She <laughs> writes songs. She's a songwriter. And yeah, we wrote. Since high school herself, like me. Wrote for about a year. Uh, recorded at Paramount Studios up in Hollywood. Yeah, as old as I am. But Did a few shows with that. Had some um, other artists collaborate with me on that. So uh, she's been around a few decades. I don't want to give her age away, but a lot of people think she, you know, she's a lot younger than she is. And we'll just keep it that way. We'll keep, we'll keep it that, that way. way. Yes, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, it's all about the music. It always has been. And, that, you know, our... Our personal involvement just took this adds to it and makes it even better. Yeah, tied us together, and which is kind of yeah. I've never had this kind of anything with anybody like this. So it's yeah, you're kind of like a female version of me. I know it's kind of scary, isn't it? You know, things pop up on Facebook and social media and all this stuff. And I saw some pictures with Cat, you know, and I and um, like maybe the Rod Run ten years ago. 12 years ago and I was like because eh, that's Kat was showing her a lot of stuff I was like wow it, it goes back that long even in the Temecula Valley area um, you know Kat knows I used to do the band thing for Rod Run I do the solo thing everywhere all the wineries before it actually was the wine country and then we did Rod Run this we past did, year right which is really cool yeah we did the Stampede yep, for, uh, yep. that was pretty Brandy cool can, so that was fun yeah we're really excited you know we, we're working on new music we're uh talking to a few producers and might be putting out a new album i know we're, we're gonna be might be doing As a movie so, yeah. wow. 
and we got a lot of good things in the works. And um, I'm actually really pumped up again. And I've all, I'm pumped up anyways. So Tom's gonna go. <laughs> yeah, well, nobody needs to pump you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're on fire. I think the only person more pumped is well, than you is me. I love to play live and all that, but. You know, my whole drive for the music, even, you know, even to play wineries and, and breweries. And I, I'm really, I need to be inspired, but I'm self-inspired, but you took me over <laughs> the edge, woman. Yeah, I'd love to for that. So. Now we're over-inspired. Yeah. So that's Great. kind of it in a nutshell, I think. Anyways, hi guys. That's a big nutshell. Okay. I got a question for you guys. Okay, I want to I talk about your, your music, your songs. The one uh, song that we're going to play on the radio show, um, Smoldered Out. Yes, that's our song. Yeah, absolutely. Tell me about it. Did you both write it? Who wrote it? Does one write I lyrics? Had, you. I had had the, the root of it down, which is always kind of, I guess, the musician part of it. Uh, Tara does play bass guitar and uh, piano, little keyboards and all that, too. And she's a really good writer. I'm really good about putting riffs together and putting the music together and uh you know getting the hook and what the, the song the music makes you feel like and then tara comes with this the lyrics and we so kind of brought that together you, and we kind of fine-tuned it yeah before i met you you had it down that's right a little bit but yeah. you, we we changed uh some lyrics to we kept yeah. the chorus the same changed some lyrics to fit it make it more duet style yeah. because he had written it solo style yeah, and so it kind of made it more of the style that the spell does. Yeah. that we incorporate in every song we do, whether it's covers or originals. We put our own style. We our own twist on it. Yeah, our own twist, twist. Our own arrangement. Yeah, I, I was a writer of, even back in the eighties and nineties with, with uh, you know my album that went platinum with my band with Renegade and all that was you know we were all three uh, strong writers. So I've always wrote, but. Uh, you know, I love writing with, with with somebody with that vibe, and I haven't had that in a long time. So, and we yeah, tweaked it in like my, my five writing, minutes. It was just really natural. Changed, you know, so I just get older, or, or just even evolved with with what's going on, the, the whole sound of who, who we are. Yeah, and it That's made it. it we just did it. Yeah, really quickly, and we we just started saying it. And I don't like, okay, this you know, is it. That'll definitely up, be one on the album. Right again, and, you know, it's kind of like, uh, you know, we lost our, our love and all that. So that's what the song basically touches on. So, uh, And we haven't, just FYI. That's not pertaining to us. Well, we're just getting we just started. Ourselves in. <laughs> no, but it's a good concept, and, and I like to do that. So, um, And we have a lot more where that came Yeah, we got a lot of material we're uh, working on. Which we're excited. Really, In our downtime, that's what we do. We work on writing new songs yeah. and... Yeah, exploring a lot of other options, so it's pretty fun. Yeah, basically. we're always involved in something, whether it's your modeling or, or guitar industry stuff, uh, the NAMM show stuff we got coming up, too. We got a yeah, a lot of stuff. A lot of product, projects that, you know, I've been involved in since I was a little kid. Yep, yep. Yeah. Fun so, stuff. It's really fun. So are you going to play something for us now? Yeah, we're you know, here's the thing, too. So, you know, the show I always do, we've actually took, you know, classic covers, like you know, a lot of people do, but we I mean to turn it in an acoustic form our way with double harmonies or kind of double singing the songs or, you know, kind of question, answer. And that's kind of our style and, and our thing that we've actually uh, seen develop right yep. before our eyes. Because I used to sing everything myself. When I was yeah, we didn't start that. off saying yeah, this way, we're, we're going to do like, it yeah. kind of developed into songs that yeah. people love and, and have that vibe and go hey let's put a, let's put a harmony there a harmony here and uh you know so yeah we do a lot of the songs everybody knows but in a whole different format 
And, um, and we do get complimented on that a lot. That's yeah. what, with all of our shows, like that's the main thing. Yeah, like, it's composing it in a whole different way. We get a lot of lot of positive feedback on the way that we sing our songs, the way that they're arranged, yeah. and yeah. So like, it's, it's a good again. Here's thing. one of the songs that you're asking, Cat. Um, that we do. I used to always do this in my show years ago because I used to tour with these guys, uh, Poison and Brett Michaels. So this is every rose. We'll do it like a verse and a chorus for you. But the way we do is question answer kind of stuff. So yeah. that's kind of mm-hmm. cool. And that we, of course, our originals and stuff. But and we do medleys. We do tons of medleys. We take this and that. You know, it's kind of endless. We get all kind of hey, why don't we do it this way? Or it's that endless, way? like our talking. Shall we sing? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. sing it we'll do question and answer that kind of a thing so and that's what we're really focusing on it kind of gives a whole new energy and a whole new life to um the songs that everybody kind of that's knows. right now we hear brett michaels version and we're like wait what <laughs> there should be a harmony there i know i know yeah and speaking so, of yeah, energy that's kind of our format there um so yeah uh, you got the song you got an original song and all that you'll play and we do kind of beatles and all that stuff too yeah and we have, uh, we do another good one we do is um, uh, Sweet Child. What's funny is, because uh, <laughs> we like to dance and all that. Because every time we do our shows, even though they're acoustic duo stuff. We dance as much as we, we talk to. <laughs> During our breaks, we, get we do a lot of stuff, stuff like yeah, to excess. You kind of brought that out in me. Like, <laughs> I did not. I'm going to bring it out in you. You've always been like that. I just like that too. So it works. I, I think, I think hey, Gaya has a question a for you. Hi. <laughs> I think Gaya has a question for you. It was They're really... like, wait, oh, are we still here? Yeah, <laughs> I'm still around. May I? I just 
think that you can not only sell your music, but if you could bottle up that energy, that love, that that ex that, that excitement and and the joy of life, you would you, you there would be endless money coming your way. <laughs> oh, we are, we already do. We sell it in a bottle on eBay for about twenty bucks each. I love <laughs> it. I love it. Amazon. <laughs> and, you know, there's so many musicians. Thank out you. There. That's a compliment. Even being in the Temecula Valley, uh, God, the past twenty some years, um, there's so many good musicians out there, and, and which I love. A lot of friends of ours and all that. But um, for us, it's all about that vibe and, and fun and that. You know, just that whole... And, you know, I think you can't fake that either. I think people know when you fake it. I think there are... We've seen a lot of things, especially local where we're at in Oceanside or wherever. You There are a lot of people you go watch, and they're they're kind of background music. We, you know, we can do when we need to. I've got it uh, tripped out on lately. A lot of people are just, like, kind of doing karaoke. They're, like, throwing a lot of background tracks. They do background and tracks, and they too, sing. Right? No guitar or anything. Singers, but and we're like, wait, music. isn't this karaoke? <laughs> and they're calling it live music. So. And again, we love all musicians, all singers, everybody who does live music. But, but we take pride. We take pride in I mean, the I'm, fact that... Because we had some people come up a couple of gigs ago and said... Um, so what's the music you have behind you that you're singing to? I go, it's the guitar. Me, guitar. They go, well, you're looking over here and not even act like you're playing. I go, well, it's really, really me playing guitar. I go, look at it. It's really me playing. They didn't believe it because band? you sound so full by yourself. Plus my mind. That, like, yeah. Uh, but that's why. Yeah, so we take pride in being completely that, live. Like, well, live. Like we just did for you. We're literally one guitar yeah. and two voices. two voices. We have no mics on yeah. us, nothing. We're just. And a good energy. Yeah. And we're always about getting the people. And we enjoy it. Like this is our. This is our career. This is our livelihood. Like this is what we do. Everybody goes, oh, what's your other job? I go, no, this is our yeah. job. Like this is what we do for a living. It's a labor of love. It's not. It's not that yeah. we have to work. We just love to do it because it's kind of therapy. I mean, we'd go insane if we weren't have music. Oh I'm yeah. And then we have entire life. I know. Well, that's even really for about for the money. It's about like I just need. Even if we're off for a week, we're like, oh, my God, we got to sing. You know, now you have two. Yep. I just love to okay. play okay. and make people happy. Okay, I got a question for you guys. All right, so you say this is your job. You don't have uh, nothing else. That's, that is absolutely wonderful. Uh, where do you guys see yourself, say, 10 years from now? As long as we can walk and play, we'll still be doing the same thing. As long as we can get out, we don't have like, we're not, you know. I see ourselves having like a, 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 a lot of new songs, a lot of good library of, of music with you and I. Yeah, we'll always be playing live. Um, I'll be playing guitar too. Doing stuff online, I think. I have uh, about nine years old, mm -hmm. so I know you've been singing at a very young age. Um, really not about money or this or anything i've been that way my entire life and I've, I've been playing actually i just realized i've been playing guitar for 50 years myself <laughs> which i really like to say because then you're like oh that dude's old that guy's really old um energy is all that matters <laughs> well, they say if you do what you love the money yeah, will follow we'll, be doing, we'll still so, be doing this and it's cool and i'd love to play live that's what keeps me we'll still be doing this in some way shape or form basically yeah. we'll be doing new material you know but what i'm excited about like you just said cat uh, where do we see ourselves? Because I, you know, it's kind of funny you said that. Because I always um, throw this on Tara. I go, hey, Tara, where do you see yourself five minutes from now, ten minutes from now? <laughs> well, honey, I see myself in a bit. No, but we talk that way. But uh, <laughs> honestly, um, I see us having a lot of cool, 
iconic songs that we're going to write together and some good live shows that we're going to be doing because we have been all year. We, you know, we did Harbor Days uh, for the whole city of Oceanside right on the beach uh, in the summer. And uh, we've been doing a lot of city functions for a lot of people mm-hmm. in a lot of cities. And, and I love it. I love entertaining families, all ages. Yeah, it's great. Just, you know, I'm a born entertainer, so that kind of fuels <laughs> you me. You know? say. In front of my family when I was younger, and everybody would start off, you know, in the same room looking at each other, and we're all talking, and pretty soon, they're all kind of in a row just watching me, and I'm talking, and or singing, whatever, and, yeah. the, and I'm, they're, how come it always ends up that we're watching you, and you're just up there, like, you're on a stage from, like, seven years old, eight years old. It's crazy. Yeah. You gotta have it in your... I think you have it in your blood. If yeah. you do, you just have to use That's it. That's great. Or... People learn music at all ages, because I, I, you know, I've always, I was a guitar teacher uh, for, on and off for years, and I love, you know, you can learn at any age, and that's great, but, uh, you know, if you're really going to, if it's in your blood, it's in your blood. You mm-hmm. like, like, it didn't choose me. My mom's a guitarist. And it comes from my whole family. Uh, it was before I even grew up music. So, yeah, it's, that's what I Like that saying, music isn't what we do, it's who we are. Hey, guys. That, that's like, yeah, that's the way I would yeah. sum it up. It is. It's in your blood. And, and you music, can't... love it. That's what I love about the Temecula Valley and the wine country and everybody in Temecula and all these things. Because people really do love the live yep. music. And Kat and Tom, you can very, feel very appreciated. You know, there, yeah. There's so much variety. It's really great to drink wine, of course, <laughs> and see live music and all the different variety of talent and that vibration of uh, live music. And I, I just love that. So mm-hmm. I'm glad you guys are actually promoting... Uh, you know the whole live music, chords, vines, and uh, and wines uh, in the valley. So that's why I wanted to be part of it. And that's why I was going, "Hey, Kat, maybe we should get on the show and talk about this a little because you guys are doing great work." Thank, <laughs> oh, thank you. you. We, we, yeah. we're gonna have to start wrapping it up. I have one last thing to ask you. Yeah. Uh, to, what kind of advice would you give somebody who is just starting out? Well, be true to the music, and and, and if you, and if somebody's starting off and wants to play a lot of places, especially at like wineries or, or do live shows, be true to the people. Read your audience. Uh, a lot of people just learn a lot of stuff saying, I think I'm good enough to go play, and I'm going to do these songs. I'm going to impress them. Uh, you know, practice a lot, of course, but it's all about connecting with your audience. And that's it's not your heart. It's about feeling. Yeah. It's too many people, I think, think it's so yeah. okay. I've got the right chords. I've got the right. Yeah. You know, you know, Kenny doesn't always get the lyrics right, and I used to get him <laughs> crap about that. But he's like, he's like, you know what? He goes, I don't even care. It's about feeling it, and 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 that's it's so true because and we'll tailor our lyrics to the place and we're yes, and now so many people, young kids bless them they they look at their phones it's all so easy time, to learn these days they're on or their online. ipads and they're just they don't look up and connect with an audience yeah, anymore they're, they're looking at their phones their they're looking at their ipads or constantly it's like and you never see that and i'm just connect with people on face when, when we play i have one there just as a guide it's if i need it camera. every now and then but you know i'll glance i'll look up like it's about connecting it's not about being such a but robot. I'm glad you, you asked know? that, Kat, because I really think that's important that we don't lose that in live music for anybody starting off to actually look and relate to your audience. Look at them in the eyes. Uh, play for them. And that's what people connect about, that do that with yeah. us, because they feel that with I us. I kind of see uh, that's kind of... That's why people lost. like us at their parties, because yeah. they go, you guys are so much fun, and you guys, you know, we start dancing Isn't with them. We get out there, yeah. we do, you know, it it's not that. just... <laughs> we're entertainers. We, we aren't just... Yeah. 
musicians. We're entertainers. We do all around entertainment. So uh, yeah, Tom, Kat, do you agree? I mean, oh yeah, definitely, very I, much so. I've seen you, Kenny, and I know exactly what you do and the energy you put out and how you relate to the audience. So the best day of my life was meeting him. That was, oh. Yeah, it's not about the ego. It's about the connection. And, you know, True. You got, if you relate to that, that's what it's about. And before we wrap up, Gaya had one more thing she wanted to ask. I just, I just want to let you guys know that I think one of the biggest takeaways that I came out of this with was when we asked you, where do you want to be in 10 years? You basically said, right here. I'm living the dream now. I think, Amen. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think that speaks volumes. We thank you so much for coming on. We were delighted to have you. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much thank for having you. us, everyone. Thank love you. Guys. I love you, too. We you need to get together soon. Yeah, let's do we'll it. We'll definitely thank get together we, soon. We haven't talked to you, but yeah, thank you guys so much. We'll talk soon. Okay. Thanks. All right. Bye. 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 Oh, wait, 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 wait. Yep. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Time's changing a bit too late. That's when I need you, baby, just a fall Finally see you at the end of the day. I really wanna ask you, babe, to like ask you this way. Has it smoldered out? Baby, you tell me what can I do now for you to keep loving me? Has it smoldered out? can I do now for you to keep loving me? Same old talking day after day Time's checking just wasting away And when I finally see you At the end of the day I really need to ask you, babe To like ask you this way Has it smoldered out? Baby, you tell me What can I do now For you to keep loving me? Again. Oh, a bit too late. 
I really think it's possible we've made some mistakes. But when I finally see you at the end of the day, I really need to ask you, babe, can we try this again? As it's ordered out, baby, you tell me, what can I do now? Loving me as it's motored out. Baby, you tell me what can I do now for you to keep loving me? Just want you to keep loving me. afternoon. You're listening to Chords, Vines, and Dines, and Kat is going to adjust the other microphones that I didn't get to spin around fast enough to get to. Hi there. We need an engineer. Anybody want to volunteer? We do. That, that, she's not kidding. We would love to have an engineer. And uh, wasn't that fun, Kenny and Tara? <laughs> I, I, I'm still laughing. Over it. I've so been laughing much, ever since we did the interview. So much energy. And the, boy, are they just made for each other. Definitely. Po- power couple. Yep. Positive yeah. power couple. There we go. Yeah, they are. They're definitely uh, bringing a lot of energy and a lot of love and a lot of light to uh, to our show. And uh, I hope the whole world can bottle that and and uh, and use it because uh, if everybody were in their world, it would be Kenny and Tara's <laughs> world. And it'd be a good one. Yes, it would. So great show. Yeah, we had a lot of fun today. And next week we have Mr. Robert Rankin Walker, who's a Long-time friend of both Kat and me. Oh, I can't wait to talk to Robert. He's got some good uh, artists coming up in his summer con- concert series. And we're going to visit with uh, with someone from JDS Academy. With Diane. With Diane. Uh, they're an amazing. Strand. She's yeah. amazing. I mean, I've known her now for several years, and where they were when I first met her to where they are now, absolutely incredible. Dedication and perseverance. And talent. Yep. Yeah, they have their DigiFest coming up. and uh, In March, wanna... I think, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm excited. In a couple of weeks, we don't have a date set yet. We're going to talk with Kelly Brown. Kelly has just written a book called 101 Ways to Create Mindful Forgiveness, A Heart Healing Guide to Forgiveness, Apologies, and Mindful Tools for Peace. And couldn't we all use that? Absolutely. And what are we doing this Friday? This Friday we're going to the Coach House and we're going the to see Coach House. We're oh, going to see We're going to see our friends the Gunboat Kings open for war. That's going to be exciting and we'll have photos. It's, yes. it's hard to believe it's March 3rd coming up this week. It's it's Yep. Yours going by fast. fast already. They go by faster and faster each year. I don't want to hear that. I want to <laughs> try to savor the day. It's uh, kind of hard. Good luck. Well, I'm I waiting know. for the warmth, so it can. It, we need to move up a couple of months so that when I get out of bed in the morning, I don't go, hmm, do I really want to get up because it's cold. I could take April all year long, I think. Do you have our quote for the day? I Ms. do Dea? have our quote for the day. Our quote for the day is, the pessimist complains about the wind. The optimist expects it to change. And the leader adjusts the sails. There you go. Amen. Amen. Amen, amen. So we want to thank our sponsors this week, uh, Quick Tech Computer Services, Wine Normous, Sassy Mamas, 
LI promo. LI promo. There you go. And so, yeah, it's been it's been a great show. Uh, thanks to our guest, Cindy Clute, and the <laughs> spell, Kenny, Kenny, Kenny and, and Tara. Tara. So uh, thank you so much for listening. Until next week, we're going to bring back Ravenous with Ramana as well. So there are all kinds of good stuff coming. Tune in. And we're going to finish up with uh, Kenny and Tara. So See you until, next week. Until next Sunday. Hi, this is Kelly from Lifetime Rocker. And you are listening to Chords and Vines on the new Tim Temecula Entertainment Network. A simple prop Occupy my time And this one goes out